0: hello and welcome to another episode of the Ath geeks podcast i'm your host adrian and we just had another 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 great night of basketball i love the playoffs shout out the hometown C's, even though that's not my hometown i'm gonna claim them shout out to the seas we came back we bounced back we also have uh Interesting look on that Warriors game. Some controversy happened there. We'll get into that later. But to start this night off, we're gonna talk about the Celtics getting a 109-86 win against the Milwaukee Bucks. And Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown came out and they played phenomenal. Um, it was a good team win. But my MVP of the night is Grant Williams once again. Grant Williams every day he continues to be a spectacular player and whenever i kept telling people that that grant i love grant williams and grant williams was was key and grant williams was going to be good for this team there's two players that i constantly said i didn't want to trade i want and i was hyping up and that was grant williams and marcus smart I was slandered for both because people were saying, "Oh, we gotta," especially for the Marcus Smart one, because they wanted us to trade for Bradley Bill. they wanted us to trade for this player, this tra- package him because with his contract along well, before he signed that extension, package him along with another player to get a get a star or whatever. Because like, oh no, you need three stars, and I've told you what, that three star lineup is overrated. I want I'm gonna do an episode about that one of these days. I need to get into that, but eventually I will get into that. But as of right now, like I said, that three-star lineup is overrated. A good quality team with a superstar and an all-star can get the job done. And as we're seeing, we're we're, we're starting to look good. We're looking good again. Um, But Grant Williams has been hooping. Grant Williams has made a significant leap. He has become such a knockdown three point shooter, as I said earlier. He was a part of that 50, 40, 90 club. Uh, I don't even believe he missed a free throw, if I can, if I remember correctly, all season. Graham Williams has just been amazing. And I'm very, I'm very, I'm very glad to see it. tonight. He had 21 points, five rebounds, two assists, six to nine from the three. But the biggest point of all is he was a phenomenal defender on Giannis Antetokounmpo. He was a phenomenal defender on Giannis. And that really helped us out. That really helped us out because, yes, there was a lot of times we sent doubles. We did extra shit to help and did things like that. But there was also a lot of times where we were allowed to play one-on-one basketball and guard Giannis one-on-one because we had Graham Williams there. Grant Williams is a brick wall. He's strong. He's extremely strong, and to the point where when Giannis just tried to power in, a lot of times he got met with a brick wall, and he had to just force up a shot and go, and it hit like all backboard, or he missed by a mile. Same thing with Al Horford. Al Horford is not much of a brick wall as um Grant Williams, but he has the the size. He's like six ten. He has the length. He just sits there, and he stands straight up. He doesn't try to block Giannis to shop. He doesn't try to, like, go do anything too complicated. He just sits there in front of him, hands straight out, and he does the job. And that's why I'm, 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 I'm happy with how we have things right now because as Hal Horford, as obviously he's up there in age, as Hal Horford gets older and older and starts moving on and stops playing that role as much in the upcoming years, we have Grant Williams to fill that role for the upcoming years and that is a crucial role to play um so yeah shout out grant williams shout out al horfer they really made Giannis's life a living hell today yes if you just like i always say you don't look at the box when the raw numbers gonna say oh he didn't play that bad he had 28 9 and 7 but then you look at it he shot 11 for 27 we held Giannis to 40 percent this game and then Sunday, he shot just as bad. Like, even in their win, like I told you, he shot 36%. He like he he shot just as bad last game as he did this game. And I can live with that. I can live with that with Giannis still putting up some good numbers because he's going to put up numbers, but then you limiting him scoring-wise. Drew Holiday the same way. Last game, he shot 40% from the field, but he had like 27 points. This game, he had 19 points, so he had another scoring game, but he still, again, shot 35% from the field. So, when you look at things like that, you're like, this Boston defense is holding up. The thing we need to fix was our offense. Our defense was phenomenal in that first game, and we made the Bucks struggle, and their best players struggled big time and they couldn't hit shots they couldn't get to where they wanted they couldn't drive. but on the other hand they made our players struggle too so right now if you're looking at the series you're like okay it's 1-1 when truly it's like Milwaukee has had one good offensive game one good defensive game one bad offensive game one bad defense game game one they were good offensively and defensively game two they were bad offensively and defensively G- The Boston Celtics game one, we were good defensively, but we were bad offensively. And in game two, we were good defensively and bad. I mean, good offensively. So we're, you know, two good defensive game, one good offensive game. So even though the series is tied 1-1, and Milwaukee technically has home court advantage right now, I'm not too worried about it after seeing this um, performance. Uh, Jalen Brown's finally off of Ramadan. So he's getting, he even spoke about it. It's like, it's good to be able to, Eat and drink coming into the game, so you can see. You can see he he looked he looked better today. He kept grabbing at that hamstring, which was not which was not a good thing. They kept making a note of it during the game how he kept grabbing his hamstring, kept zooming in on him and emphasizing that hamstring. Uh, I'm at first I was kind of annoyed that we're gonna have three days of no basketball. I think Thursday's the day we have no basketball. Three straight days of no basketball. We don't want play again until Saturday. But now I'm starting to like it more and appreciate it more because with Jalen Brown, with his injury, giving him three days of rest is much better than just giving him a day or two of rest. And so I'm, like, I'm glad he's getting these three days of rest Can really, you know, take care of that hamstring, and try to get figured out for game three. because We're going to need him game three because Jalen Brown came out here and hooped this game. He finished with thirty points, but I believe he had like seventeen in the first quarter. He came out with something to prove. He couldn't miss a shot; like there was, there was just there wasn't a single shot. He was he was deep in his bag, which again that just shows his great like his his progression. Because when he was coming out from Cal, I still remember when I still remember the exact place I was when Jalen Brown got drafted. I was still I was over at my parents' house watching the um draft in the living room and then when he got drafted from Cal I mean I was talking to my homie Anthony and I was like yeah blah blah I used to watch this guy on home team hoops that was all I knew about Jalen Brown because I was I wasn't really big into college ball back then I wasn't really watching a lot I just remember I saw him on home team hoops and I was like I remember this guy he he was a hooper and I'm glad the Celtics got him but then I was also young. So, I mean, anybody from that I saw in Balls Life or Home Team Hoops, I wanted on the Celtics at the time. Um, obviously, I've outgrown that. But that's all I knew about Jalen Brown. And then coming in as a rookie, I was like, oh, he's really just – I was like, okay, he's really just getting used as a defender. He's not really doing the things I saw. And I was like, I guess that's the big difference between – I saw him – I only watched him in high school. He was dominating. Now he's going against NBA talent. So, he did, he looks uncomfortable. His handle didn't look too good, anything like that. And then I see him now just be deep in his bag and just be like, hey, yeah, I know when I came in, I was mainly just an athlete. And I wasn't thought of like that. Nobody, like, even when we took him right there, um, a lot of the time, nobody really thought Jalen Brown was going to be this Jalen Brown. They were like, he was going to be okay he might he might get an all-star here or there, but he's not gonna be like the guy. But he's gonna be a solid player. Like a solid player, um like a lo- a lockdown defender, and just a solid two way player in the NBA. And then you see him right now, and he'd be an ISO player, a scorer, just like I said, deep in his bag and just be cooking. I I was I was absolutely loving it. I was absolutely loving it. And the you can tell he's worked on his facilitating. I know I've been big on Jalen Brown needs to work on it. Um, I already stated that Tatum needed to, but then Tatum this year has been a phenomenal playmaker. Jalen Brown was also, he not only was he looking for his shot, he was passing a lot too, which I like to see because he could have, he got hot early. Like I said, he, he started off with 17 points. He could have started, kept pulling, kept forcing things. But after he got hot and the defense started focusing more on him, he started passing more. Um, I think more I think back on I think it was the fourth quarter when he had that play where uh they kicked it out to him. Uh Jason Tatum kicked it out to him. He he then he drove and then Giannis didn't follow Tatum out and then he kicked it to out to Tatum and Tatum hit a big three. And then there was that other time at the end of I think it was at was the end of the first quarter. I believe it was the end of the first quarter. It was either it was sometime first. I can't remember if it was the end of the first quarter going into halftime, but I believe it was the end of the first quarter where Jalen Brown drove, and since he was cooking, they were like, "Okay, we got it. We focusing all on him." He throws a nice little dump-off pass to Jason Tatum, cutting on a baseline, and then Tatum comes in and gets an easy two. And I'm like, I love to see that. The defense is so focused in on Jalen Brown, because at first he was just cooking. He was just like, ISO, 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 cooking. And there was nothing they could do, so they're focusing on him. And now he's like, okay, y'all locked in on me. I'm going to make the right pass. And now y'all forgot Jason Tatum's on this team, too, because Jason Tatum had him in shooting up to that point, and he starts scoring. Jason Tatum started scoring more in the second half. In the first half, he was kind of chilling which i also love because it's like hey um it if y'all just if y'all just watch last year in the beginning of this season y'all would understand why i love this so much last year this wasn't a thing last year this wasn't a thing with jason tatum playmaking as much last year wasn't as a thing with Jalen brown playmaking as much it was more of they score, they ISO a lot, they don't move the ball. We got to work on that. And even at the beginning of this year, they were still doing it. And then it looked like we were just throwing the season away because we were still doing it. But then e kept correcting them. He kept correcting them. And then he 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 talked about, he compared it to like your kids, like like kids. He's like, well, when you come in, you're trying to teach these kids, things, like you're teaching kids. Because, I mean, to them, to him, they are kids they're younger they're much younger but he's like when you got these kids and you're trying to like break bad habits like you got to be patient with them because sometimes they're going to revert back to those bad habits like he's like, okay yeah hey yeah you know we don't kind of we don't do that we kind of do this kind of this and then they they're good for a while they're good for a while and then they go back to that bad habit like, hey hey hey, remember we talked about this we don't do this okay and i'm like yeah he has a point like you, you just think about them as children like they they've been you got to correct them and then just keep correcting them and keep correcting them, and keep correcting them, even though you're like, hey, these are basketball players. I showed him tell them one time. These are grown men. But I'm like, these are habits that they form. And that's not something they're natural. There's not something they're naturally comfortable in. Like you have somebody like LeBron who's a natural passer. to somebody like Luka who's a natural facilitator. Not everybody is like that natural facilitator, so it's uncomfortable for them at first. And you look at it, and then sometimes you have those games where they're overpassive. It's like okay, they're getting used to it, but they're starting to like. Jason Tatum has basically figured it out with the playmaking. You can see Jalen Brown starting to figure it out more. I know people keep like it was a big thing with J Jay, Jalen Brown's just a just a bucket. He plays defense, he scores, he doesn't really get a lot of assists, and he's starting to break that because again, he was getting his shots when they the defense overcommitted. He made the right pass. Jason Tatum was being very patient and wasn't like, hey, I need to score too. I'm not really scoring he was letting Jalen Brown cook. And then when Jalen Brown started making the next Jason Tatum was like, okay, it's my turn to cook. And then when Jason Tatum started heating them, and they started setting doubles at Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum started making the right pass, And it's like, I like that. I like having both my stars locked into being able to facilitate and not worry too much about their shots and not worry about having to force it. Of course, there are games where they fall into those traps, but today was not one of those games. They did what they were supposed to. Like I said, Al Horford and Grant Williams play solid defensively. Rob Williams, he still looks a little uncomfortable, but he got a couple dunks here and there, Um, got a couple blocks, especially in – I'm trying to remember. Um, There was one where it was a body-up animation, and, like, there was, like, a body-up, and then he just jumped and just blocked Drew Holiday's shot. It was late in the game, Uh really needed that uh we missed that rim protection right there because beforehand if that was tight that would have just been like a contest with Rob he gets up high and blocks it there was a couple times where like when um, Tatum got the steal and he was looking and I still remember because Peyton Pritchard upset me because Peyton Pritchard also went to the paint and it's like it was a like a three on one or three on two fast break and Peyton Pritchard went in the paint it's like all right you have jason tatum bring the ball up the middle Peyton Pritchard on the right rob williams on the left why is peyton pritchard cutting to the basket when nobody guarding him now y'all have that one person that's guarding jason tatum guarding you and peyton pritchard peyton pritchard stop at that three-point line in the corner space that defender out so he's like okay i'll guard jason Tatum, but i'll guard you space him out and then like how jason Tatum do he can dump off if he doesn't feel like he can make that pass to you, he can dump off like he did to Rob and Rob make the dunk. And I feel like Jason Tatum also did it because he like looked to the right. Cause you can tell he looked to the right. And he probably saw it was Peyton Pritchard cutting to the basket. like, what are you going to do? Why would I want you shooting a contested layup? Either I'm going to shoot this contested layup or I'm going to give it to Rob. And he gave it to Rob and Rob just went up there and dunked it with ease. But um. Yeah. Derek White also got the start tonight. I was expecting a big game from Derek White because he was subbing in for Marcus Smart. Just kind of the reason we got him. We're like, hey, we need we need that defensive, like like somebody that's similar to Marcus Smart. Because Derek White plays a similar game. It's just he's a little worse offensively than Marcus Smart and a little worse defensively than Marcus Smart but he plays a similar game. Derek White couldn't hit a shot. Um, He went 0 for 6, but it was still fine because he still defended well and he still moved the ball around. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with him. On that, because the defense looks phenomenal tonight. The defense looked phenomenal. We held the Bucks to their lowest points. I think the entire season we 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 did extremely well defensively. why I said, don't let those box score numbers like fool you. Because I think Giannis had like five points. Yeah, he did. He had five points going into halftime. I believe it was, he was like two for eleven, and he couldn't do anything. He couldn't. He did not do anything. And in the second half, he erupted for twenty three. And it's like, okay, yeah, but. I mean, he still he he still was in solitary confinement for a good portion of the game, and he started getting more uh foul calls, and he started getting a couple more. A lot of his shots they came like in transition, and where the defense wasn't fully set, like early in the shot clock, where the defense wasn't fully set, or him just starting to force, which is what we wanted. When I was talking about how we had Jason Tatum. And Jalen Brown, they were like, "Okay, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn." Like, "Okay, you're gonna double me and focus on me. I'm gonna make the right pass." Jalen, the other one, I'm gonna get the y'all gonna focus on me. I'm gonna make the right pass. I don't I really care about scoring. You could tell, um, what's called Giannis started forcing it. Giannis started forcing it big time, and because he, like I said, only five points, he started just going to the paint, and there was a lot of times where he just hit straight backboard, and it was just an ugly shot. A lot of times they bailed him out, and he would get a foul call even though he's dropping his shoulder. I remember Phoenix Suns fans complaining about this, and I was like, yeah, I see it, but it's kind of whatever. And now I'm seeing it happen to my team, on I'm like, yo, what's going on here? And it makes me mad because Jason Tatum, it happened, like, Jason Tatum drove to the river, They called a charge. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Giannis does it. No charge. Oh, okay. Jason Tatum was backing... Um, who was he backing? I think I can't remember who he was backing down. Was it was it West Matthews? No, I can't remember who he was backing. Or no, it was Grayson Allen. I believe it was Grayson Allen. He was posting up Grayson Allen, and he tried to do like a power back down before he goes up, and Grayson Allen flopped, and they gave him offense fine. I'm like, okay, and Giannis goes down there, knocks like three players over, and they're like, not nah, blocking, and I was like. He just did the exact same thing Jason Tatum did, and y'all gave him a blocking. And I was like, and then shout out to Stan Van Gundy because a lot of people were talking about Stan Van Gundy throughout this um game because Stan Van Gundy kept talking about how Giannis basically has special rules for him to where he doesn't get those foul, well he gets foul calls on those where other people don't. Like for him, it's a blocking; for other people, it's a charge. And it's true. But at the same time, it just comes with that territory. Um, you get the superstar calls. Jason Tatum doesn't get those superstar calls yet. And even though I feel like he's um, risen to that superstar status, he still does not get those superstar calls, unfortunately, which I wish one day, hopefully one day he starts getting those superstar calls. He can get that treatment. It's just it's just the way of the game. It's the nature of the game. You get once you ascend to a certain status, you get certain calls. Um Think of also like somebody like Shaq. Like Shaq was a dominant force, and that's what a lot of people compare Giannis to in the paint. A Shaq, a dominant force where you can't stop him physically. So he bodies you, he bullies you, and you get a offensive foul where Shaq can just bully you. He'll get, you'll get a defense. He'll he'll get the foul though, though he'll draw the foul. Whereas with you, you're like, oh, hold up, I'm doing something similar, but it's like. You're not on that level, and you're not as physically dominant. Cause at the same time, I do slander like some of those foul calls. I'm like, yo, he's draw, he's dropping his shoulder. At the same time, there's a lot of times that Giannis you know, is fouled and he doesn't call it. So it's it's just both ways. Don't let uh, obviously people are only going to speak for that one way. Don't let that be ignored. It goes both ways. When you have a dominant force like that, he's constantly getting hacked. He's constantly there's no every every almost every possession he's getting he's getting hands put on him. But you're not going to call a foul every possession. So he has to play through a lot of contact. So he, it's kind of a give and take kind of relationship. And it's just it just is what it is. But if we can have him forcing the shot because he feels he needs to get his shots and then he's not using his teammates as much, that's a win for the Celtics. Last game, he was using his teammates a lot and getting all those assists. This game, he wasn't kicking it out as much, and he was forcing it a lot more, and that's what we want to see. We want him to fall into that trap. A lot of people are like, "Oh, this isn't." A couple years ago, Yana, you can't just put a wall in it, and I'm like, I agree, I agree. You can't just put that wall in front of him. <laughs> However, when we have like we had we had a lot of help. Like when I talked about that, uh, Jason Tatum still going into the Rob Williams dunk. You look at it; it was, um, uh, I believe that was that play where. Al Al Horford was standing there. He bodied up Giannis. Giannis tried to go get the bucket. Rob came over there and jumped to get the block. He kicked it out to, I think it was Javon Carter. Javon Carter, pump fake. And then he tried to, like, make a pass. And then it was an errant pass. And that's when Jason Tatum got that steal that led to that fast break. But to talk about the defense on Giannis, because it's like Giannis had a body on him, a big body. That's what we need to have either Grant or, um, Al Horvath, they're they're key because they're strong. They're strong, and they can sit there. and Giannis can't just move them and bully them at all. Of course, there's sometimes he can, but he can't always bully them. And then you still have Rob roaming around. If he does get around, Rob's there to try to deter the shot because Giannis either has to overcompensate, trying to overshoot it, so that Rob, like so he can get it around Rob, or he's trying to look for that pass. But usually he's already in the air, so it's kind of hard for him. He has to make a quick decision. And yes, he's improved as a playmaker, but he still he still isn't on like somebody like a LeBron's level as a playmaker. So it's still sometimes those reads aren't the right reads and it works out for us. But I've talked about this game quite a bit. I'm ready for game three on Saturday. Let's go ahead and end the conversation talking about the West Coast game, and that's the Warriors Grizzlies. Um this was a surprising game. But also, there was a lot of missed time in this game. We had Gary Payton, the second go out with an injury. Um, and he looks like he might be out and definitely might miss the rest of the series. And that's going to hurt Golden State tremendously because he got moved to the starting lineup for the sole purpose of guarding um, John Morant and making John Morant's life difficult. So if Gary Payton's not out there, they're gonna have to figure something else out. They might have to move Wiggins on him, or Wiggins is also just as good of an athlete. Put Wiggins on him, or go back to that strategy with Draymond on him. Um, they're gonna have to. They they more than likely bring a Kavon Looney into the starting lineup, or they try to go with their young gun and like Kaminga and have Kaminga come in there and try to deter him and annoy him. And they're just, they're just going to have to figure out the jaw situation. Um, I know a lot of Warriors fans were upset saying right when jaw, I mean, um Gary Payton went out and the game Gary Payton goes out is the game jaw goes off. And it's a coincidence. And they're like, they, they were trying to put the two and two together. I don't think necessarily, like, yes, Gary Payton is a good defender and he can slow him down, but Gary Payton's not like, where he's where he just shuts down jaw yes he makes jaw's life a living hell and makes it more difficult but he's not shutting them down to the point where he just where he can't just do anything so um there's that uh jaw went out and had 47 tonight uh he was missing dylan brooks his his secondary offensive star that's been his secondary offensive star this year and that's obviously because of that flagrant two he had on gary payton the second which was just it wasn't a dirty play, but it was a necessary play. And it's like you can't wind up your arm to go for a shot block. And you have to be smarter in that situation. There's sometimes where you see like he was in the paint and nobody else tried to go and get that chase down. And they're kind of like, okay, he's already in the paint. Let him live. And then you try to make a hustle play and chase him down. It's like sometimes you got to just let – you see it happen all the time in the NBA. You see a lot of players – they, they stop and people are like, oh, well, they started. Like, it's not worth it because like, at this point, I can only foul him. There's, I'm more than likely not getting this block. It's like a slim to none chance I get this block or really make him miss this shot. More than likely, I'm going to either foul him, and if I foul him, that can get an and one or that should be a bonehead foul and he if he missed and then he just get two free throws and then i get an extra foul for no reason when i could have just let him finish his play or in this case get a flagrant two because you end up hitting him in the face trying to slap for the ball and then you have to get ejected because if he didn't get ejected the entire stand like the entire crowd was gonna go crazy even though we we're in memphis the crowd was gonna go crazy because there's still warriors fans out there Draymond was gonna go crazy. Steve Kerr was gonna go crazy. It just would just have been a bad look for the NBA if they didn't give him that flagrant foul because they had gave Draymond one. Um, then Draymond goes out for a little bit with an injury. He obviously came back and he still played thirty-two minutes, so it's not like he missed a ton of time. Uh, we needed Clay to shoot better. Clay, Clay shot five for nineteen. Steph also shot poorly, and it just they they had a trouble getting their threes to fall. They shot 18% from the three-point line, and you don't really see the Warriors do that much. And when you have Clay going two for 12, uh, Curry going three for 11, and Jordan Poole going one for six, and those are your key shooters, then you're going to have a problem. Uh, Obviously, Andrew Wiggins was there shooting too. He went one for seven. But he's not usually one of your key three-point shooters. But I'm saying when you have your three main three-point shooters falling poorly and then your fourth also shooting poorly, it's like, where where do you really go so i would as a warrior if i was a warriors fan i would actually look at this game and be like not bad not bad we had our worst shooting night and our worst shooting performance in a long long time where we couldn't hit a single shot and jaw on a night where we couldn't hit a single shot it took jaw dropping 47 for them to win by 5 and even up until the end before that Draymond foul it looked like the Warriors had a chance to win. Um, The Warriors were still close around to where you wouldn't be surprised if they made that comeback and won. So it's like, okay. It took all this, and they still only won by five, and we already stole home court advantage. If I was a Warriors fan, i feel pretty confident. Like I said, I picked the Warriors in five. I felt the jaw was going to go crazy one game and get them one game. And this might be the one game he went and got. He went and got the 47-8-8. This might be his one crazy game. Cause you don't really see Jaw going out and hitting five threes again. That's not that's not something I'm banking on. Jaw going out there and hitting five for twelve from three. And I feel like the warriors can adjust. Steph's not going to shoot this poorly again. Clay and Jordan Poole also aren't going to shoot this poorly again. Like you're not going to get poor shooting from the combination of all three of them. To the point where it's just it just goes all out like that. Yes, Dylan Brooks is going to come back. Um but I can't I can't slander I can't talk about the Warriors shooting bad and, and them not playing that bad again without also talking about how bad the other Grizzlies played. Like I'm saying it took Jaw Morant 47 points, but Jaw at the same time had to get 47 points. Dylan Brooks wasn't there, obviously. He got ejected like three minutes into the game. Um Jared Jackson Jr. shot poorly. He shot three for fourteen. And he's still just struggling. He had that. He had one good offensive game, and then he went back to the ways he's been playing the rest of the playoffs. Desmond Bain surprisingly didn't have a good game either. He has been Jaws more reliant. Like I said, Dylan Brooks is his second star, but Desmond Bain really has been the true second offensive option. And then Dylan Brooks, which normally should be their second option, has like been inconsistent. Like he's here some games, not here some games. And Desmond Bain struggled, only gave you five points. Um, it was really the bench because if you look at it, it's like Jaw had forty-seven, and he's like, "Oh, we had twelve from Jared Jackson, seven from um Xavier Tillman, five from Desmond Bain, and zero from Dylan Brooks before he got ejected." So that's your starting lineup right there. That, that that that's literally your starting lineup right there. And outside of everybody else combined for what twenty-four points. And then you have Jaw with 47. So you didn't really get much from your starters this game. Zaire Williams came in and dropped 14. Brandon Clark gave you 10. And then it's like, okay, will the Grizzlies shoot this poorly again? So I say on the Warriors standpoint, be like, yeah, our, we played this bad and it was still a five-point game. But at the same time, you can look at the Grizzly side and be like, hey, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, and Jared Jackson all played poorly. And we got to win. So we can ride this momentum and feel confident, even though they have home court advantage. We can feel confident because Desmond Bain, Jared Jackson Jr., and Dylan Brooks, if they play better, we 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 can steal another game. And now they don't have Gary Payton, um, the second. We have a chance. We we don't, we don't we have a chance. And I'm like, so I I see it on both sides. Um, I still like the Warriors in five, but I I, I can understand why Memphis fans would be optimistic because of the way that how this game panned out but anyways guys it's been another episode of the af geeks podcast always 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 remember to respect women but most importantly remember to respect yourself and we out